Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman at Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, what's on TV and TV Times magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases that will be available from Friday the 1st of March 2024 including Rob Beckett's new TV-themed panel show on Sky Max and Now TV, and Andrew Garfield in the true crime ITVX drama Under the Banner of Heaven about a shocking religious murder. And we'll also be checking out the brilliant Noel Fielding's completely made-up adventures of Dick Turpin on Apple TV and a slacker comedy called Things You Should Have Done on BBC iPlayer. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Man of the moment in awards season, Oppenheimer's Killian Murphy will star in the Netflix film Steve about a head teacher with mental health problems working at a reform school for troubled students. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Apple TV Plus's conspiracy thriller Prime Target will see Leo Woodall play a math genius researching a pattern in prime numbers. Yes, of course he has, which would change or could even change the world. We've all been there. We're going to start on ITVX with a new true crime drama. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. And here's a clip. This stays between us. This case I'm working on is a double murder. So far, what we've found isn't pointing outward. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. So in Salt Lake City, Utah in 1984, 24-year-old Brenda Wright Lafferty and her infant daughter, Erica were brutally murdered uh, at a crime that sent shockwaves through the Mormon community. Um, and this is based on a book about that crime by John Krakauer, a non-fiction book. It's now being dramatised. It's a seven-parter. It was shown on Disney Plus a couple of years ago, Hannah, but I don't recall us previewing it then. It stars the fantastic Andrew Garfield I think of him as America's Matt Smith. Uh, of course, he was Spider-Man quite a long time ago. He's got very good hair, and he is a safe pair of hands as far as I'm concerned. He plays Jeb Pyre, who is a God-fearing father of two and also a detective. He's a devout Mormon, and he is assigned to the case. So it's interesting because... TV doesn't normally shy away from gore, but when he goes to the crime scene at the beginning of episode one, they deliberately don't really show... You can tell he's hugely affected by what he's seeing, but they're not really showing you the crime scene in full, which is a refreshing change. So we're going to have, of course we are, uh, different timelines. So in the present, Pyre and his detective colleague quizzing the husband because in these cases it's usually the husband or partner isn't it but we're also going to learn the story of his marriage in flashback and Brenda is played by Daisy Edgar Jones 
from normal people who's been getting quite a lot of press lately. Not only that, but we're going to go back even further to depict the early days of Mormonism under Joseph Smith. So there's lots of reference to LDS is mentioned a lot. That's Latter-day Saints. I do think for a British audience that doesn't really know very much about Mormonism, I mean, all I know about it is based on the hilariously rude West End musical Book of Mormon. If you haven't seen it, go. It's superb. Whereas I think Americans are much more well-versed in it, of course, because Salt Lake City is, is the home of the Mormons, isn't it? Perhaps some of the language and the um, theological references might go over our heads. Garfield's character is kind of wrestling with, on the one hand, his job as a detective. He's also a family man, but he's also got his religious beliefs. He's very believable in the lead role. I'm not sure all three of the timelines work particularly well, um, especially the one that goes furthest back. But, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting mystery. I mean, don't Google the answer if, if you don't already know the case. Just let it play out in the drama because it is a fascinating crime and a fascinating story. Trigger warning for dog lovers like ourselves. There is a little bit of cruelty to dogs in episode two, so watch out for that. But yeah, I thought it was a decent uh, true crime drama. Enjoyed episode one. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it is it is good, um, and I think that a lot of stuff will go over people's heads because, as you say, we're kind of not as sort of au fait with with kind of Mormonism in the same way as you know the the US is, I guess. But um, it is a bit grim. I know you, you say they stop short of showing the bodies, which is, yeah, they do, but there's a lot of blood, isn't there? And it is quite... Um, and you say the the um, cruelty to animals. I struggle watching stuff like that. So for me, you know, we use this word trigger quite a lot, but I think it is quite triggering and it is quite hard to watch in places, albeit interesting. I hadn't actually read the book and I wonder whether... I'd actually prefer the book in that, you know, that sort of lack of visual um, horror. I don't know that it would make it better, but somehow more palatable. So I might try, I might try the book. We move over to BBC Three and BBC iPlayer for a new comedy called Things You Should Have Done. And here's a clip. It's your parents, Lucia. They have unfortunately passed on. Well, do you know if they're all right, or...? The house goes to my daughter, Lucia, on the condition that she completes the list of things I've written down. How come she has to do things that you've written down? Yes, yeah, so this is a new comedy on BBC Three, and um, it's, as a lot of comedies that we that we kind of um, review, it's, it's sort of tainted by sadness, I suppose, or it starts with sadness. So um, it's written by big boys, Lucia Keskin, and um, it sees this the comedian playing a girl called Chi, who's a very lazy, lazy girl. She's a complete layabout, completely reliant on her parents um, from Ramsgate in Kent. And, um, you know, her only bit of exercise is opening a packet of crisps or putting her feet up um, on, on, on the sofa. Um, she sort of epitomises uh, every teenager around and worse and some, uh, really. But um, it's tainted by sadness because 
she finds out that her parents, who she relies on completely to do absolutely everything for her, you know, admitting that she is a stay-at-home daughter, um, her parents are, have a very untimely end and um, the, there's a police will turn up at her house to, to let her know this has happened and even that doesn't sort of even... It does phase her, but she kind of doesn't really know what they mean. And so they read the will. She goes to the reading of the will and the parents have left her the house. But on the proviso that she does a whole list of things, which means she's got to get off the sofa. She's got to go um, and do and do something in order to be able to keep a roof over her head. So each episode sees her cheat tackle an item on that list and the first one we see is her attempting to learn to drive and she doesn't have any social skills or any awareness I mean honestly what's gone on in her childhood as to how she's led to being like this you know for anybody's guess but um she struggles um, with trying to sort of sort any, any life admin out because it's all been done for her. And then you see a sort of relationship between her and this driving instructor who, you know, um, who's called Gary, played by Steve Brody. And um, she kind of accosts him. Uh, he's got to teach her how to drive. She doesn't, doesn't know how to go about the correct way to perhaps find a, uh, a driving instructor. And it's quite a nice relationship between the two, albeit frustration on his part. But you kind of see her grow. Um, so it is, it is funny in places. And anyone who's got a teenager will probably look at their teenager slightly better afterwards because it makes most teenagers look like a saint. What do you think, Ian? I really liked it. To me, it sounded like uh, the arrival of a new comedy voice with with a original style. Parts of it are a little bit surreal because she sort of has these conversations with herself where it's, she's not exactly hallucinating, but these little figures appear and they have a chat. And then one point, um, the ghosts of her mum and dad reappear and, and her dad's mysteriously got a mullet. And just, just quirky little things like that. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Daisy May Cooper's character in this country and a little bit of Steph Let's Flats, the Jamie Dimitri comedy, just because it's so different and, and, and everything in it is so unexpected. But, but this, I mean, there's some great one-liners. It's very quirky. It's really different. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. And the way she gets involved with this driving instructor, when she she's trying to tick off the first thing on the list, which is learn how to drive, she steps out in front of a learner driver during a lesson and then just gets in the back seat and then just gets involved in this poor guy's life. <laughs> it's, it's terrific. It, it's just so fresh and new. And um, I thought it was delightful. Well, talking of original comedy, over on Apple TV+, Plus, I'd be pretty excited about this. Arriving on Friday, the 1st of March, it's a new series called The Completely Made-Up Adventures of Dick Turpin. And here's a clip. I know what you're thinking. Who is this guy with the incredible cheekbones? Where does he get his hair done? One day, I'll be the most famous highwayman in all of England. You are literally about to be hanged, you idiot! Quick note to my gang. If you were planning a rescue, now would be a good time. So yes, Apple TV Plus. So, two episodes to start off with and then weekly. I am a huge fan of The Mighty Boosh, which was Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding's wonderful, wonderful 
surreal comedy with lots of music and amazing characters. So I'm very pleased to see him back in a comedy series. I mean, he was in the IT crowd a while ago. He did have his own sketch show, short-lived, which is pretty weird stuff uh, on Channel 4. It's great to see him back. And he is playing Dick Turpin, I suppose more in the manner of adamant, uh, the dandy highwayman. So, yeah, we're in the 18th century. I tell you what, it's got a it's got a terrific cast, this. The backstory. Well, he's he's being taken to be executed, but they stop at a pub and um, he starts telling his life story, which is that he, he was the son of a butcher. The butcher is played by Mark Heap, who, again, I love, and he's very funny. But he doesn't want to be a butcher. <laughs> He likes making clothes and villages out of courgettes and weird things like that. He accidentally kills a highwayman, played by David Threlfall, though I didn't recognise Threlfall at all in his get-up. And then he becomes the new leader of this highwayman's gang. But he has to reckon with the thief-taker general, Jonathan Wilde, played by Hugh Bonneville. You've got lots of good people in this. You've got Tamsin Gregg as a crime boss. You've got Mark Wooten, who I love from Nativity, as a member of the gang. You'll spot lots Dolly Wells. You'll spot lots of familiar comedic faces. So, yeah, as you would expect with Noel, it's pretty quirky. <laughs> and you can hear he's he's got a writing credit on this. And you can very much hear his, his distinctive voice coming through. And, of course, his, his, he's got a very unique way of performing as well, isn't he? Which is very endearing. So it's always difficult to land a, com- a new comedy, I think. And the first episode is always going to be a challenge. But I really enjoyed it. I did laugh a lot. It had Joe Wilkinson uh, amuse me very much as sort of the jailer taking them to the gallows as if they're on a coach trip. And uh, he says, this is your last chance to use the toilet ever. <laughs> things like that so yeah i thought it was terrific so pleased to see noel back doing comedy what did you think hannah i agree with you i absolutely love noel fielding and they've got some cracking guest stars haven't they including mark heap and greg davis i'm a really big fan of greg davis and 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 i think he's really fun i saw this on a friend's facebook page because i think they had a cameo role in it so i was kind of even more intrigued to try and spot them um in there but noel fielding it's actually it feels like it's been a while hasn't it since we've seen him on the screen doing anything other than bake-off and and um I know he's around on, uh, you know, other shows and on Dave and what have you, but I just, um, he's just so funny and I, he just feels such a mild-mannered character and brings a complete, completely different side to this story, of course. Um, it's nothing like you'd imagine. It was quite different. I have to say, I did think, I was quite surprised that this landed on Apple TV+, Plus. actually. I did, it kind of didn't feel like the right home for it in some ways. I don't know why. It just didn't feel quite right. I had to look twice when I saw it was. Um, but no, I, 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 I thought it was really good. Brings a whole different dynamic. And uh, yeah, as you say, great to have Noel Fielding back doing some comedy. We're going to finish on Sky Max and Now TV with a new entertainment show, it's called Rob Beckett's Smart TV. And here's a clip. Hello, Rob Beckett here. With Josh Whittaker and Alison Hammond. We're celebrating our new panel show called Smart TV that's going to be on Sky Max. I didn't realise it's Sky Max. That's yeah. amazing. Sky, have you? 
No. <laughs> I'm getting it though. Oh, yeah. I yeah. work for Sky, man. Of course yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah. Hello. It's the only reason she's doing the show. Yeah, so this is from the makers of Nevermind the Buzzcock. So it should be good, shouldn't it? Um, but basically, Beckett, he hosts um, two celebrity um, teams and then they're, they're captains. So the one of the captains is um, Alison Hammond and the other captain is Josh Widdicombe. And it's it's essentially a quiz show. So um, you and I should do pretty well in it, really, shouldn't we? Because it's a, a load of different games and they're, they're really funny and they're kind of quite chaotic uh, games designed to test how much they know about what's on the box. As I say, we, sh we, should, we should be good at that. Um, and uh, they're joined by different people each week. And it's... It, <sighs> It, it's it's good because I think it's a we're kind of entering that period, aren't they? We've got Saturday night takeaway on. It's that sort of family period. It's that, that that time of the year where it's a bit miserable and not a lot going on, and uh, it's a run of kind of quiz shows and things that everyone can get involved in. And because of the shows that they're talking about, whether it be you know um, Gogglebox or Mastermind or whatever it is, you you're kind of instantly into it and watching it and there's something for everyone so i i absolutely love quiz shows i think that i think they're great i think that and they're they're good for, as i say for the for the whole family and um i mean josh and allison work pretty well together allison we know allison she's absolutely everywhere at the moment isn't she and um you know she brings a lot of humor and and, and fun to it and, and josh is very funny so i think they're kind of the mix of people um works really well um but i think that the the players that everyone really wants to win there's a real sense of um sort of camaraderie in the teams and a desperation to actually um to, to actually get to, to the to the to the winning post but i yeah I, I i thought it was good and i think it's a time of year when we need more quiz shows yeah there haven't been that many shows about tv on tv have there i mean i suppose you could argue goggle boxes about tv uh, and TV Burp was brilliant and hugely popular. Mm. I should like this, I guess, but I am a bit fed up of seeing the same merry-go-round of people either presenting or captaining or guesting on this sort of comedy panel show. And you had to say that Beckett and Widdicombe and episode one's guest, uh, John Richardson, are prime offenders in that regard, she's just, just always on these shows. And it starts off, there's a very lengthy introduction of each person. And it, John Richardson, at one point, you know, we're quite a way into the show, and he says, I, th I thought this was supposed to be like a TV quiz. And he's right, because it's just really a chat, which is very entertaining. I mean, they're all good value. It's, it's perfectly entertaining. It's not really a quiz about TV, though. Once they get into the TV stuff, they're just kind of guessing what happens next on, I think it's Big Brother or something like that. So I can't really see the need for it. I think Widdick, people like Widdicombe are already doing, and Beckett, are already doing way too much of this kind of stuff. I think it probably worked just as well as a radio show, if I'm honest, or a podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I did laugh because they're funny. They're, they're very funny people and they, they, they spark off each other. You also get Russell Tovey, I think, is in uh, episode one. And, oh, yes, Jamie Lang from Made in Chelsea, <laughs> uh, who's, yeah, quite odd. Um, so, yeah, kind of a bit underwhelmed, really. Seen it all before. What we do need is a proper TV preview and review show, Hannah, perhaps hosted by a couple of names people aren't that familiar with but, are, but who are experts in the field. 
just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what have you been binging on this week? Well, like I've already mentioned in this very podcast, Saturday Night Takeaway, of course. Oh, absolutely okay. love it. It's the last one, so um, I'm totally watching it. It feels, you know, it's like Noel Edmonds' house party all over again. It's, it's just brilliant. <laughs> um, and then also, I've gone back to The Crown. I keep saying this, but I just really sluggish through this last series, but I'm determined to finish it. How about you? Good stuff. And I should uh, flag up a big interview with Anton Deck in this week's TV Times. Yes, there I said it. Well, say goodbye to my social life for a while because Married at First Sight Australia is back. <laughs> so that is what I will be watching. Now we've, we've just on E4, by the way, folks. I'm sure you know that already. Um, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what's on the binge watch menu, Hannah? Well, Julianne Moore will play an ambitious aristocrat in a real-life royal saga. Ooh. What's it called and what's it on? Well, it's called Mary and George. Thank you for that cue. And it's on Sky Atlantic and now. Lovely. And another aristocrat inherits a lucrative cannabis empire in Guy Ritchie's crime caper spin-off The Gentleman on Netflix. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime, listeners. Keep watching. watching. 